So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Come on. Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. <laughs> this is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. Okay, here we go. Hey, so we're kicking it off another episode of Sister Sister, the podcast. I swear, we have like this entire show before the show even starts. I know. It's if like, we ever release a behind the scenes uh, bloopers reels, like that's the real real. Yeah. We keep it really real here, but some, some shit. shit's private. And like, that's the real, real. Yeah, no, but you know what? Okay, we're going to start with our, we're at, today we're starting with a rant or a highlight. Who's going first, sis? Me, because mine's short. Ding, maring de dos pingüe. Cucaramacara, ti te fue. Go. Go. Okay, my highlight of the week is I'm back to work. Yay! Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this isn't a, a, what's up with Newsom and Nancy Pelosi, supposedly, did you see that supposedly she, she got caught? Go get, yeah. And now Come she's, on, she's not the only one. Do you think Donald Trump doesn't get serviced? Yeah, but oh, Ivanka Trump, I mean, she just got caught, which is stupid. No, no. Now she's saying that the, supposedly she feels that the salon set her up. She well, thinks it was a we setup. We felt that it was a setup, too, because all like how what a coincidence that the salon owner was informed she wanted to come, agreed to it, and the cameras were on and rolling. Like they yeah. just wanted to prove a point because San Francisco hasn't been open. So I'm not sure. I, I'm still convinced that the leadership overall is horrible. And when it comes to this, they don't know their ass from their elbow. So they are targeting certain industries because it feels like on paper the safe thing to do. But I mean, listen, if so much heat this time around from the hairdressing industry that he was like, fuck it. Well, I think I'm just going to let them go back to work. I mean, if restaurants can be open, if masks really work. Why does anything have to be closed? Honestly speaking, if we're no, going to restaurants, I agree with you. And we're getting served and everyone's wearing their masks like, oh, my God, I'm so over the mask bullshit. But still, like if masks really work, why isn't everything open? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. But, but I get to be back to work. So are you I'm booked? Excited. I'm so booked. I, I can't take any new clients. I have so many people inquiring and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't book. Plus, in addition to being busy at work, I have other projects, too. Yeah. So I don't want to manipulate all my time just in the salon because I have other projects that I need to focus on as well. So it's a like a balancing act, you know. But for the time that I do have available for the shop, I'm, I'm slammed. Like I have, for example, no weekends available this year. Yeah, well, I got my appointment already coming up this month. Holla. I mean, you will show up to my house at midnight to get my... Like, so you are a different... I need, I need to start like uh, going every three weeks because these grays are getting aggressive. Like seriously. Okay, you have like four and it on your tits. And it doesn't help that our mom and our dad are like cotton heads. So this kanashi is it's genetic. Oh, just give yourself ten more years. <laughs> oh my god! Just yesterday I was getting ready for work and Mel came up and he was like, "Wow, it's that is so white." Because I have to, I have to do my hair every three weeks. Because I'm getting there, I'm, sis. No, no, no. My whole face line is white. Like white, like my mom. Yeah, so, I'm getting there. I mean, I could probably maybe do it ten more years, week. but yeah, I'm I'm going down that path because Listen, it, it is what it is, okay? It is what it is. It is what it so is. So I'm happy I'm back to work. Everything is as it should be. Oh, and speaking of that, so there was this salon in Corona 
that was being really noisy about not shutting down and she's going to refuse to shut down and she's going to go against the grain. And she was so loud. Even the news, she even caught the news's attention. And I'm thinking like, Qué pendeja. like, calladita, te ves más bonita. do what you got to do. But just yeah, moving silence. You know, so what happened? So Did she now, get shut down? Yeah. Well, she's not shut down now, but now she has to lawyer up because uh, the State Board of Cosmetology, the uh, Department of Health of County of Riverside, like these big people, they've subpoenaed her. So now she has a law, ba- a oh legal battle gosh. in her hand that, okay, you stayed open and you made, she had a rally supposedly on Tuesday, but guess what? All the shops open up on Monday. So people were busy back to work. I don't think. So nobody showed up to her rally, her rally and her signs at the rally were saying um, like save our salons. And I'm like, okay, this is a little counterproductive because everybody's back to work. And at the end of the day, like all these people, like my takeaway from this was because like I read comments and stuff that she that she would get on the post. And so many people were antagonizing her and encouraging her to be defiant. And I'm thinking, how many of these people are going are to help, help you pay, pay your, for your, fi- your fine, fees, dummy? Like you could have handled this so differently. You didn't have to go and be a martyr. You didn't have to go and be so noisy. You could have just been a real G and just done what you needed to do for you and your family. Right. Because sometimes when you're in a situation like this, you have to reinvent your normal to to be able to still survive right or yeah you got to move in silence like a lot of people that do nails and hair yeah. they've been working on the low you know and i was like do what you got to do oh my gosh so. listen sometimes um moving in silence is the way to be and just get shit done only moving in silence i read something the other day and it said don't make things public until they're permanent yeah like don't tell people your secrets your like don't just, this is why you will never see me posting a picture of a man on my instagram everyone like people are like awesome when are you gonna reveal your new boo roxy and i'm like i don't reveal nothing until i've always said this the only way you'll see a picture of a man on my instagram is when it's my husband and i, I stay firm to that so i have a client and i saw her recently and she was like oh my gosh so me and my best friend were like oh my gosh did you see roxy's on vacation she's in cancun she's like we totally suck you guys like but she knows me personally right? yeah so she has like i'm more tangible to her they don't know you so she was like she's like yeah she's like my best friend was like oh my gosh she's such a tease all she's posting is like a toe or like a finger <laughs> of whoever she's out with like we know she's out there with somebody but we just don't know who so we're like on suspense just waiting to see who this guy is and i was like oh, <laughs> oh my god. god i said well if you're expecting me to give you any tea you're wrong you're wrong honey. because i'm gonna just gonna show you his toe too <laughs> exactly no but listen okay so what is my my rant or my highlight i have two highlights actually um i've decided that in october i'm gonna be um i'm gonna be taking on my my level one kundalini yoga teacher oh yeah um, you've been talking about that a little bit 200 plus hours of training to be a kundalini yoga teacher and i'm super excited because i'm doing it with my favorite yoga teacher and Valinda. valinda and um it's all virtual it's like pay as you go but it's it's ultimately going to equate you know 200 plus hours of training and i'm excited because you know kundalini yoga to me has been a big game changer it's mm. it's helped me like to you know in moments when i want to lose my cool i just like breathe in moments when i want to be reactive i stay neutral so it's been a big game changer for me and i'm thankful so i'm taking that on and then something else is you're going to be proud of this i'm vamos a ver i had an aha moment in having a conversation with the man that I'm that I'm currently seeing, right? Like 
am I going to be proud of you because it's something I've said to you before? And yes. now it's finally clicking? Yes. You know, it's so crazy. Like, things don't click until... That's not clicking yeah. at you. <laughs> things don't click until, like, you're ready for them to click, right? Like, yes. it never clicks ahead of... True. Say that again. Say yeah. that loud. Things sister. don't click until you're ready for them to click. And sometimes things click when you don't even expect them to click. It just you're like, oh, my God. So him and you I just have to be in the right space to we receive were, it. Right. We were having a conversation and, you know, like I want to manifest. I want to be married. I want to have kids. And that's never really been like top of the dome goals. Right. Like it just that's just not how I was like it, the thought of it sounded great. It felt like very out there in the distant. And now I'm more like intentional about yeah. like, this is what I want to create for my life. Right. So I'm moving differently and I, I want to intentionally move differently because I want to manifest that in my life. Mm -hmm. And so so we're having a conversation and it was about like prior prioritizing prioritization in our schedules. Right. Because okay. he's busy. I'm busy. And, you know, you, you don't want to get lost in the busyness where like you stop prioritizing each right. other. Right. Especially so new in the phase of the relationship. Yeah. And I definitely appreciate a busy man. I, yes. I definitely don't. Um, I can't. I mean, what would you rather? A yeah. bum that's always available to be right next to you like a puppy or a man that's hustling out there. Yeah. And so I know that the busyness is a good busyness, but it was just like a great like three hour conversation. And we happen to be talking on the phone. And as I'm talking. Wait a second. Why did you guys talk on the phone for three hours? Why did you just meet up for dinner? Because because we that that night he he he, he couldn't and I couldn't. It was just uh. like a it was a over the phone like a the FaceTime call. Uh. So like we were looking at each other. Uh, I know it would have been great in person, but we couldn't. Got it. So um, but what I took away my highlight of this week is I came to the conclusion and having a conversation with him that I've always lived in La La Land when it comes to relationships. And and you know, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> Sorry, I just fainted. Yeah, no, but the I've thing been is telling is you, you've lived. Well, hello, Roxy's world. Yeah, you've I've always lived in La La Land. I've always lived in La La Land, but I'm I noticed it especially now in 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 having this conversation with which this man is an amazing communicator, and it's easy for us to communicate, and I really appreciate that because a lot of men, a lot of women that write to but us, that's very different too because. Your past relationships haven't necessarily been that free flowing in their communication. Yeah. They've gotten like defensive maybe. Yeah. So so this is definitely like a different type of communication openness with mm -hmm. each other. We've made it okay to be vulnerable with each other. We've made it okay. It's safe space, right? Yeah. We're not judging each other if we have a vulnerable moment, right? Some moments we're talking to each other like lovers. Other moments we're talking to each other like friends. And that's mm -hmm. okay, right? And that's how it should be. Because people get so lost in the lover side of shit that it's like, why did you say that? Well, because, you know, and it's so funny. We were talking at one point. He was like, that was the homie coming out of me, Raquel. Like, that was a homie right there. And I'm like, homie lover friends. Yeah, we've made that okay. So, yeah, go ahead and talk to me like that. Because sometimes you need to hear it like that. But in in this conversation, in the midst of this three-hour conversation, I realized that when I'm in relationship with somebody and things don't feel like La La Land fairy tale vibes, I check out. You know, but what but have I but how said? many what what I came also to the and I wanted to share this because I think it's really important. Is, I'm so proud of you. Me too. Like, and I literally told him like I was vulnerable to tell him. You know what? Like, I haven't been like this in past relationships. I've been like when the when the when when I come across a struggle or when something doesn't feel like la la landy to me, 
I check out, right? And so like, you know, it. But it's it was by La La Land. You mean like romantical, sweep you off your feet, those butterflies in your stomach at all times. Yeah, like we don't right? have a fight so for the first understand. five years. We don't have arguments. Everything is just free flowing. Cloud nine. Cloud nine. You know, so misunderstandings, arguments that none of that exists because. And you wake up to a bed of roses every day. Yes. With breakfast in bed. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what La La Land means, people. So I've always envisioned relationships to be that way. Now, I really, we were talking about this off the air. Like, I'm like, where did I get that from? You know, or where do women get that from? You well, know, just or, like I told the boys uh, many, many times over, like, yo, don't believe what you see in porn movies because that's a movie. The same thing when you see these romantic comedies or when you watch Disney and the princess gets rescued by the prince. Like, those are all fabricated stories that pe- that entertain us, but it's not necessarily real life. But sometimes you see that so much and you're fed that so much that you really feel like, wow, this is like I can manifest or (laughs) you see these um, Instagram lives, right? That do it for the gram. But in reality, you know that it's a complete shit show in the back. Yeah. The only reason you know that is because you know them personally. Exactly. But if you don't know them personally, like you will believe that what you see and what they post is reality. So if she can have it and she grew up in the hood like me, why can't I? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not real. Yeah. So I'm so proud and of you. So tell it, me more. It, it was one more. of those moments of like, because we were talking about our schedules and we were, I was making all these assumptions in my head about like being prioritized. And it was, and he was just like, well, like it's, you know, wow. Like, I'm glad you're talking to me about this because it's far, it's far from, from what <laughs> like, you're you assuming. Just made up a whole fucking scenario that's yeah. not true. I was, I was making up a whole scenario and thank God for like, you know, it's so true when they say hablando, hablando se entiende todo. You know, hablando if, se entiende la gente. Uh, hablando se entiende la gente, especially when when your partner is a great communicator. And yeah. I do know that about him. And I'm a great communicator, too. But even being a good communicator, I was having all these thoughts and I was creating this whole scenario in my head. And thank God we had a three hour conversation. Hey, what do we call the, the people in our head? The committee. The committee. The committee, because, and I know there's women listening to this episode right now, like, dude, I'm doing that shit right now. Yeah. You know, and thank God that I was able to express it and not be judged about it. And and it's like a little obstacle, I guess, that we were facing when it comes to scheduling. And it's not always going to be perfect, but it doesn't mean, and, and what this guy told me, he's like, you know what? Like, I'd rather us, in us getting to know each other, have little, um bumps like this and like be able to work through them and be able to say hey like we faced this we overcame it and and that's how you legit Raquel create this la la land for the future not la la land he goes but that's how you create uh, 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 like we this is the foundation that we're creating yeah. right now where we're realizing that we could get through things together and then later on the down the road it's, we're going to be able to get through things like like yeah, that like of easy because of the foundation as, we're laying yes as long as you're foundation stands i feel strongly on friendship because when you have friends you respect your friends most of the time yeah you're not really out there trying to dog out your friends no like you your friends are family that you choose so if you build it on on friendship and communication like the love and everything else grows from that so that's really good and i'm happy that you opened your mouth and because when we talked before you talked to him i thought you already had talked to him no, and I was like, it was, wow, that was pretty harsh. Like the way he 
broke it down to you and then come to find out you did that yeah i created but i you was know, already like team raquel team but, raquel. but but imagine imagine the people that go through things like this that create scenarios in their head the women and yeah. i'm sure men go men through this too, too right mm-hmm. shout out to all the ladies that turn their men onto our podcast oh i've been getting so many dms <laughs> have you yeah about like uh, women that are like oh my gosh i went on a road trip with my husband he i i told him let's listen to it um and this is his takeaway i was like yeah because i mean we talk real talk if you really want to know what women are thinking and how we really create shit in our heads sometimes yeah like it's really it's crazy because but but imagine the women that do create these scenarios in their head and don't have a partner that's willing to hear them out and have a partner that doesn't communicate good or don't even have their own voice to be brave enough to say listen this is what i feel like, that's sad where I'm at. that's when i sit i would sit there and ask myself like why the fuck did i marry this person at least i could know that this person and i were creating this amazing dynamic of communication but if you don't have the tools that's to true communicate that means nobody taught you either you're like that goes back to i think it was last episode the girl that wrote us in and she was like basically i told her like somewhere along the way somebody extinguished your voice yeah but that's okay like acknowledge it now and reclaim it like it's not too late but if you didn't have the huevos to say, look, I'm just going to tell this guy how I feel or where I'm at, come what may, that conversation would have never took place. You would have just sat in your assumptions. You would have let yeah. the beauty in your head win and you would have potentially like missed out on what could be your fucking husband. Yeah. Sorry. For just no for just assuming like things. And it's crazy. But I like I literally I, I'm so proud of myself because you know, in my 30s, I'm realizing like, yeah, bitch, you've always had these false, crazy, wild expectations of what you think every relationship should be perfect. And and I told I, you I, that I, I, I have, times. We saw every single fucking Disney movie growing up, I think, at this point. You did. VHS. My dad would burn from the, <laughs> he would go to video hot dog. Remember the, we would go yeah. to the video stores <laughs> and he would legit have two VH, VCRs he and he would burn it. And we always were watching Disney movies and I don't, maybe I got caught up in that illusion of I don't know. No, you, plus, you said you know something what? off the air too. Yeah. Like I was like, no, why? Let have me I'll- tell you. Growing up, so even though our parents are divorced now, we never saw them fight. Like overall, our home was very cohesive. Yeah, even it though was. my mom did struggle emotionally with some things. Now, as a as a woman, I could look back and see those times. But for the most part, and I think you, because your relationship with both of them has always been so easy and so fluid. Um, like you just remember all the happy times. They were such yeah. a, a good looking couple together, right? They were like aesthetically pleasing to watch. They um, danced salsa they amazing. They danced so beautifully. Like my dad would play the guitar and my mom would try to sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was always to us as the kids, like that sense of balance. And I think for you, and then you you couple that with just being free all the time because my parents didn't really put a lid on you. And then you couple that with what you see on Disney movies. Like you really created this fairy tale in your head of what your life was going to be like. And then you introduce a bad marriage on my part. Everything that you probably didn't want to emulate in your own marriage. Right. Like, yeah, you were just like overcompensating of this amazing, beautiful relationship that you thought was going to just manifest um, and you were going to be happily ever after. Yeah, that I think that's what I don't know. I don't know. I really I feel like I want to like dig deep into that. I don't know if I don't know how in writing or if but but I, I actually just feel like I've woken up to like 
And oh, that's what you said. You said you've never really created partnership with somebody. Remember oh, when we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Because I feel like I've always been like the strong one in my relationship yeah. all the time. And so in 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 potentially walking into something that could be marriage, it truly is partnership. Uh, your that's partners, what it is. Your partners in shine. And it's it's partnership. It's getting through things together. And I'm just like, wow, how am I barely having this like aha moment in my mid 30s? And I'm just well, like, but thank young. God. But thank God, because, you know, how many bitches are out there hoping that their husband like brings them flowers every fucking day? Like what a dream that would be. But then that shit would get old, too. Right. Yeah. Well, your relationship. Oh, my God. I'm evolved. just so proud. And, and that's why I told you, too. Like, I, I love that you had this realization and that this is something that you can now dive into. And I love that you did this before you were married and before you had kids. Right. Because, like, I feel if you're able to really build with this guy, um, he's got a really good business head on his shoulder. Like, he just seems like a solid guy. Escalmado. Where you're not. Well, all my ex-boyfriends have been calmados and all my mm, boyfriends But have. there's a difference of calmado and pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> He's calmado, pero no tiene nada de pendejo. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. And I cannot say the same <laughs> for past boyfriends <laughs> oh, of yours. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and even like your one boyfriend that financially you could say like he had it going on you know like okay like he's got something going on for himself just emotionally he lacked he leadership. wasn't that he wasn't that you know? yeah so, like this guy i could see and i don't even know him as well um like he is what you've been praying for but it's literally you have to practice opposite behavior with him literally because, it's, but it's, it's so worth it and we preach that all the time but it's like we all know man if you want to freaking get results you got to practice opposite behavior but it's like when you're living in that you're like oh shit well that's okay, like God. what spicy Mari said like sometimes she has to fall back and be like okay bitch like practice what you preach yeah engage what you're teaching these people seriously and it's so I was just having a conversation yesterday. In every aspect of your life, you're going to always grow and stretch. So right now, this is where you're growing and stretching. When you have children and the relationship shifts a little bit, then you're going to stretch and grow again. But as long as you guys stay connected um, emotionally through your friendship and through your communication, like you'll never lose the essence of you, even if the picture looks a little different. Yeah. And, and if you just if you just think about just your journey as a woman, you're constantly evolving and changing. You know, one year is not the same as the next year. Shit yeah, happens. for sure. You win some, you lose some, and it does something to you every time. And you have to, you know, learn to shift with it, shift with it, shift with it, because if not, you're going to stay stuck and the world's going to fucking keep on going. And, and then you get bitter behind. and you get angry on mm -hmm. because you weren't willing and you weren't willing to shift with the situation. And I think that I, it, it literally hit me too. It's like, this is why so many relationships fail yeah, because you get so stuck on these expectations. You get so stuck in these like assumptions in your mind that you don't verbalize. And then five, seven years when shit gets hard, you're like, fuck it. You know, like, like I, I don't want to fight for this because it was all so good the first five years. And now we have problems. And now we and it's like, imagine getting through hurdles the first one, two years together and then knowing, OK, we flow together. We got this together. Mm. But imagine it's like being that's what my relationships have been. They've been all super bomb. Right. Long term relationships. And then when shit gets hard, you're out. I'm like out. I'm like, peace. And it's like no regrets about it. And I'm just like, nah, bitch, you got to do shit differently now. And you can hold men to unrealistic expectations and not 
hold yourself to the same. Yeah. You know, like you don't expect yeah. perfection from these guys because none of us are perfect. That reminds me of this email that we got. Can we get into it real quick? Yeah, let's get into okay. it. So, Is this the email of the week? No. Well, yes, but I do want to read another one. Like, okay. I, it was so empowering. The second one that we got. Okay, um, let's get this it. one. Okay, so the title is Not Sexually Attracted to My Fiance. Ooh. Okay. Um, but I think it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so it says, first off, I want to say that I love the podcast. I fell off a little um, after season one, but I ended up uh, catching up. Okay. Um, my subject line, by my subject line, you can probably get the vibe that I need some serious advice. Before Ooh. I get into it, I want to give you a little backstory of my relationship so you can know, get a better understanding. I'm 24 years old and I have been with my fiance for almost four years now. So what does that put her at? 18 years old? Yeah. No. No, no, no. She's 20. 24. 20 yeah, 20. <laughs> Math? Me? I need a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a three-year-old daughter and I have been engaged for a little over a year. I'm also a stay-at-home mom. We fell into our relationship very fast and I got pregnant in the first six months of us being together. I was only 19. I was very ignorant when I came to taking care of myself and practicing safe sex. Damn. My fiance was the first guy I had a long-term sexual relationship with. I had lost my virginity in something that may be considered a one-night stand. Oof. I mentioned this to emphasize that the fact that I really had no sexual experience prior to my current relationship. This is also the longest relationship I've been in. In the beginning, we were just having fun. To give you a little bit of a more timeline, we met in June. We were talking for a few months. We became official in September, and I was pregnant by November. That's Whoa, like literally you have no time to get to know right. who you're dealing with. After we discovered Whoa. I was pregnant, I decided that I was going to keep the baby. We both expressed that we didn't want to raise a child in a broken home. Coming from divorced parents, that was something I knew all too well, and I didn't want that for my own kid. So we decided that we were going to be a family and ended up moving in together. Okay, so now getting to the point. Lately, I've been coming to the realization that I am not sexually attracted to my fiance anymore. Ooh. I don't know if this is something that commonly happens in relationships because this is my first long-term sexual relationship. I just don't feel the spark between us anymore. I don't desire him. I don't look at him and and think like, damn, I want him. Ugh. Right? Um, I feel like it's more of a chore now. He gets in his shitty moods if we go too long without having sex, but it doesn't bother me if we go long periods without doing it. Yeah, because she's not she's not into please him. Me. Mm -hmm. There's times he focuses on letting me come first, but decides that he literally just licks it and sticks it um, because he doesn't turn me on. Um, so they're supposed to get married in a few months. But due to COVID, the wedding was canceled, which is a blessing in disguise, right. if you ask me. And that's how she feels. She says, don't get me wrong. I do love him and I want him to be happy, but I don't think I'm in love with him anymore. I can I also can't help but think that maybe these feelings are being brought on because of some resentment that I've built up towards him. Um I'm the one who does everything at home. So typical, like, stay at She's home She's a stay-at-home mom. mom. You hear this a lot. 24 like, years old, stay-at-home mom. Girl, you should be out there hustling. Right. So I, I what, what, a, what a luxurious life to be 24 and be a stay-at-home mom, bitch. I've, first advice I'm going to give you is go work. Right. And I think that's what it boils that's, down to. That's Roxy the hustler. this is the, she said she's feeling resentment because she carries all the load at home, right? But I mean, um, don't you think that's a choice? But listen. Because she's not handicapped. She could go work. Can I finish reading? I'm, a, I'm already irritated with this girl. <laughs> she said um, she's constantly having to clean up after him and she feels like she has an, like that's her second child. So for damn. me, it's like, damn, it's so hard to respect 
a man that you view as your child, right? But that's where they're at. So she's starting to realize this is not the life that she wants anymore. I feel like he's very machismo and we have had an unspoken double standard. He can do it. He pleases, but I constantly have to get his okay to do so. And I have to tag my my daughter along with me wherever I go. Um, I feel like he owns me and I'm not my own person. Um, She's also scared of him. He's never put hands on her, but she fears him like her father. Okay. Um, she says, I lost myself and I feel like I'm starting to become depressed. I suffered from depression in my teenage years, so I can see the signs of me going back to that place. So anyhow, the, the email goes on. It's a little bit too long to read all of it. But the the what I got from this was wow. there was no foundation. Yeah. Hold that on. She ended up saying, I don't know if we can work on this or our relationship has run its course. I just need some serious advice. I hope you guys can help me. I think she there's wow. no foundation. That, there, there's a lot in right. that email. But in a nutshell, there's no foundation. You guys got it together very quickly. It evolved to a family within a matter of six months. Without even knowing that who, who this man was right. that you were bringing in a family with. Right. There's no foundation. There's resentment built up because you stunt your own growth because you decided you agreed with him that you were going to stay home and be a stay at home mom. He's out there hustling. He gets out and has interaction with other people like he's growing yeah say and you're not and that's real common let me tell you ladies listening to this and even the fellas i'm sure this is a great topic of conversation with you and your man if you know men men they find it like we talked about it when spicy money was here the reason you were attracted to your person was because of who you were when they met you Right. That's vice who, versa. That's who they fell in love with. Like mm-hmm. the strong and or who knows? Maybe you weren't working when he met you. I don't but know. You were also in this case. They were kids. They were kids. They didn't give themselves the space to grow individually. They literally. And this is so many people's story. Just jumped into a relationship because somewhere along the fucking way, somebody told us that that was what makes a good woman. Be a mom. Be a wife. That's going to bring you happiness. And here we are with this girl and like so many women, I'm sure listening and even men can relate like four years later. I'm not happy because we never laid down the foundation. Exactly. This is not the life that I want. This is I don't want to be a stay at home mom. That does not make you a bad mom because you don't want to be at home with your kids 24 seven. That shit is for some people. But there you also have the hustling women that that is not for them. And there's no shame in that. Yeah. You know. Um, you don't know yourself. You don't know your partner at 19 years old. If this is your first partner, you I mean, it is her first partner. We evolve and grow so much. Imagine having the same mundane sex stationary. No, what is it called? Missionary sex for four years. There's no passion. There's no excitement. Well, there's I mean, lick it new. and stick it. That didn't sound so. That didn't sound attractive. It just sounds like a it's chore. Just, it's a, it is a chore for her. Now, I do feel wow. that if they're both so Maybe not this couple because I don't know them. Let's just say the scenario is they're both on the same page and they both feel just as unhappy. If they're able to have that conversation and grow, they could probably save it. Yeah. But I can guarantee you anything that this girl that wrote to us probably has not had such a that that email was long. There was a lot of detail in it. And if he's natural, I bet you anything that she has not been able to talk to her husband to her. Is it her husband or her 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 fiance? Her fiance. It, it, That's why it was so that to us, detail. Huh? 
Like she wrote to us, like if you could, if you could take the time to type such a detailed email to sister, sister, the podcast, you should be able to have, take the time to sit down and have a conversation with your fiance like this. This is the man that you have kids with. This is the man that you so on, so are going to spend the rest of your life with. Why? Like, thank you for reaching out to us for advice, but shouldn't she be able to have that conversation with him? I mean, I say that from a healed place. Yes. Anything that weighs heavy on your heart, you should be able to communicate that with whoever that feeling, uh, those feelings are towards. When you don't is where the resentment builds up, you know? Yeah. So even the little things, like a part of her email said um, that he'll eat and leave crumbs on the table and they'll stay there until she cleans them up. It's just a simple saying like, hey, babe, can you please pick up the crumbs that you left on the table? Thank you. Instead of harboring of resentment. Over I don't think she's in so that space. Easy. I mean, she, she it, I feel like there's a lot of things besides this fiance situation. It's a lot. There's some kind of trauma with her dad. She brought it up. Oh, the divorce. There's yeah. a trauma from her oh, dad. That was the first thing that I, you I know, connected the dots like the trauma from your parents divorce made you make an irrational decision for your own life. Like that happens. You, that happens. You bubbled yourself into your parents' bullshit, and now you're living a fucked up reality because you of what your parents did. That had you know. You know what? To, I, I know, you. but you know what? I I could relate to that because for so many years I owned my parents' divorce, like if it was mine. Yeah. And it was like I, like I took on their failed marriage, assuming that my marriages, that my relationships were gonna mm-hmm. like that my marriages were gonna fail, which is why I haven't I had never gotten married, and mm-hmm. I I'm barely starting to be become you open. You avoided it like the plague, bitch. I did, I did. So I could understand her, but I've also have gone through healing, and yes. I and we're gonna actually get into that later on about you know how to create joy, and literally, and one of the main things on how to create joy in your life is tell a new story. What's your current story and how does it make you feel? If it doesn't make you feel good when you tell it, then stop telling that story. Yeah, and we learn that. that to somebody with a victim mentality? Well, you start by first hearing it on Sister Sister the podcast and then we're, well, we're going to get into the steps on how to create more joy in your life because we know that we took Landmark and the main Ooh. thing they teach you in Landmark is Stop repeating the same story and enrolling everybody in your bullshit victim mentality Mm -hmm. story because everybody starts like, oh, my God, really? Yeah, really? Everybody starts like going and engaging it with you. And it's like, get you some new friends. It's going to challenge you. When you you told me what you told me that was going on with this new relationship of yours, like immediately I believed you. I didn't know that you had made that shit up in your head. I thought that it was a conversation you had had with him and. And just immediately, I was like, oh, Team Raquel. Yeah. Like, I got your back. You exactly. Um, so no matter how much growth you have, like, people will, you will um, enroll people into that. But what I always tell people is, you, if you are ready to really experience true joy in your life, get ready to deal with all the pain first. Yeah. Like, Ugh. that joy and that freedom. Say that again, sister. Comes with a price tag. Like, you don't just get to wake up one morning and be like, you know what? All this dumb shit that happened to me in all my life, all the traumas that I've survived, I'm just going to ignore that and forget about it. And I'm yeah, going to be joyful no, It today. doesn't work that no, way. That joy and that emotional freedom comes with a price tag. It's called pain. And once you can work through that, then you really reap the benefits of that because it's it's as simple as forgiving. You forgive yourself and you forgive the people. That doesn't mean you lose that just means you forgive 
Yeah. We got to talk about that. Oh, more. yeah, yeah. We're definitely um, we're definitely getting into that coming back because for a lot of people, I was actually reading this article on Cosmo, Cosmopolitan, about how it's becoming harder for people to process good news and experience joy because of this demonic, I'm going to call it that, year of 2020. <laughs> oh, people get, people are, they get so consumed people are so used to the bad news that's been happening in 2020 that now there was literally a study made and we're going to get into that but we're also going to get more than the 2020 the year we're going to get into how to create more joy because that to me will never be okay to say i don't know how to process joy because i've gotten used to the bad news look as fucking nuts as 2020 has been bro and for me 2020 is a year that keeps on giving like every month is something new. Nonetheless, so many dope things have come out of this year. Yeah, I know so absolutely. many people that are killing it in 2020. And because in all reality, when you learn how to look at things from a different lens, this year of refocusing, like, hello, what a better gift than that. I wevel. You have to sit with yourself and refocus and rebrand. Come on, get to it. Yeah. Like, Oh, that makes me excited. Yeah, but for a lot of people, that gets people scared because guess what? Like you said, they ain't willing to look at the bullshit. Yeah. They love, they've, they've come to terms with like their depression and their anxiety and the poor me and the poor me. Well, that shit's it's getting old and even you know it, but it's time to face it. So we're coming back because getting used to good news and having a hard time digesting it, that's not normal because no, I think it is your birthright to be happy, joyous and free. Look, you know how you always call COVID the pandemic? I don't think that that is the real pandemic here. Fear is the big pandemic because oh, every oh, fucking oh. place that you look right now, there's an article that is intended to put you into fear. It's There's an article or a story that's intended to put you on guard, to put you against the other person that looks differently than you. Like every fucking yeah. where that you look right now. And the more scared and divided they keep us, the more they can keep us down. That is the real pandemic. COVID, it's it's an illness and there will be a solution for it. Just like there was for HIV. Remember people used to be scared to like piss in a public bathroom before because you can catch HIV. We didn't know enough about it. Yeah. And now here we are living side by side with it. That's going to be the same thing with COVID. Like we're going to live side by side with COVID probably from here on out. No, but I agree. Being the afraid real- of people, being afraid of your own fucking shadow. That's what they want us to be like. Oh, I can't go outside and breathe air. It's polluted. It's scary. That food is not good for me. That person's going to kidnap me. This person's going to kill me. That person's the darker shade of brown that I'm not comfortable with. Let me just stay afraid buying everything electronically online in my house. Being tracked. That's the pandemic, bitch. Okay. Oh, shit. You know what? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me step off my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming right back on Sister, Sister, the podcast. You're listening to Sister, Sister, the podcast. All right, so going right into it, sis, I came across an article on Cosmo about how it's becoming harder for people to process good news. I never thought that I would read something like that in my life because I'm like, I, I don't know about you, but I expect to hear good news. Like I read, I connect to God and I listen to Joel Olstein and he tells me expect greatness, expect miracles, expect blessings. And so I do. This is why I expect a fairy tale relationship, bitch. And you're getting one. (laughs) Blame it on Joel Olstein. Fairy tale. (laughs) Blame it on the word of the Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) A fairy tale relationship is a cohesive one versus one that's just uh, 
gifts and yeah like, no no i and i've had that man i've yeah. had dudes that rain make it rain gifts and you know we walk by i used to have a boyfriend that we would walk by a store and he's like you like that you like let's go in and get it and at first it would impress me even though i've always made my own money but then i'm like yeah you know what nah it, it, there's You're like wait a second how about you go with me to the family dinner yeah but he was always too busy working exactly exactly anyhow so. enough about him balance balance he took out the trash we don't need to talk about that exactly no so so um i was reading it, it cosmo was like in the demonic year of 2020 good news much like the honeybees is going extinct and i'm like you know what wait Fuck do people that. know that not to kill a honeybee no, people don't know that. Do you guys, not honeybees. kill honeybees. They are so important to our environment. They are. And as much as they scare me, anything that flies scares me, except an airplane. <laughs> um, don't, what, at whatever costs, don't kill them. Don't kill them. Yeah, they're very, very important to the to the cycle of life. But um, so I heard that, like, you know, good news is much like the honeybees going extinct. And I'm just like, you know what it is? It's not that it's going extinct. It's just that the media is not highlighting all the good news. Because I feel like there is a lot of good going on, but it's not getting highlighted. It, we're getting flooded with negativity, yeah. with fear, with with all kinds of shit that you, when you see something so repetitively over and over and over again, you, start to believe you actually start to believe that that's your truth. Like somebody could be told their whole life, you're ugly, you're ugly, it is fat, it is gorda, and you're going to grow up believing that. Even so, if you're gorgeous, exactly. you'll feel that you're ugly. Yep. Yep. So to me, I'm like, nope. As much as I read that, I refuse to believe that and I think that's why so much good happens to me because I'm like I stay in that mentality of like abundance abundance right and it's not that I'm and we're gonna talk about that on another episode of toxic positive positivity yeah. people that are like always 24 7 positive where it's like to the point where it's toxic because it's fake mm -hmm. like I I was I was telling Susie you know I could have fucked up days but it's all about how I'm I look at a situation. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm feeling positive that day. It just means that I choose to still have a good attitude even if shit is fucked up. But there's always something to be grateful for. I always, always. ask my clients like, hey girl, how are you? Tell me what's good. That's like, th that's the way that you even word things change, sounds different and changes your perspective. Like like when you say, um, oh gosh, I'm sorry I'm late. Instead of saying that, you could say, oh wow, thank you for waiting for me. Yeah. Right? You come off as a, like, like, I value your time. Um, thank you so much for waiting for me. You know? Yeah. Um, not, how are you? Because that opens the door to like, oh, well, you know, had a big fight with my husband. No. So if I'm telling you like, hey, tell me some, like, tell me what's good. Then you're going to tell me what's good. Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. So it sets the tone. And even when you're running late somewhere, instead of saying, oh, my God, I'm running late. You say, you know what? I have plenty of time to get there. I have plenty of time to get there. Oh, like self-talk. Yeah, self-talk. Yeah. Because you you declaring that you're running late, even if you are, and you, you're trying to psych yourself out of it. I mean, and I'm not talking about like two hours late because there are those people that are, I find that when you're constantly. I'm chronically late, okay? Don't be talking shit about me. No, 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 no. I'm right here. No, you're, you're, you know what? You're late, but you're never like two hours late. No. That is a straight up disrespect to people's time because one thing you don't get back in this life is time. Yeah. Money, you could always remake it back. But time, it's like, come on, bro. Don't waste my time. But learn that. Okay. We're going to post that on our stories on Sister Sister the Podcast. I'm not. Wait, what did I just say? I have uh, plenty of time. Yeah. I'm not running late. I have plenty of time to get there. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay. So listen, how to create joy in your life? Because we got a, we got a message on, on creating joy, right? Yes. Well, I just, yes. Somebody specifically said, hey, can you guys please talk about this? Because she feels stuck. 
um, she doesn't know how to get over the hump to actually start creating um, joy. And I guess she's heard plenty times on how to not be stuck. So now she wants us to maybe talk on how to start creating joy. And they are two different things, you know, Yeah. because you can forgive and not know and be still so timid that you, or feel that you're not deserving of a joyful life that you just stay stuck. So I thought, you know, this is a really good topic to talk about, like how to create joy. And honestly, I mean, it looks different for everybody. So this you'll take it and you'll apply it as it fits into your life. It's just um, like a guideline. Just tips. I guess, They're just know? tips yeah. that we want to give you guys, uh, beginning with the one that we were talking about earlier, which is, uh, you know, tell a new story. What's your current story and how does it make you feel like if it doesn't make you feel good when you tell it, then stop telling it. Instead, tell a story that makes you feel inspired and positive and uplifted. Yeah. Quite frankly, you know, maybe you haven't found your calling yet and it feels as if every day is Groundhog Day, but you can change that. I feel like the number one thing to bring joy into your life is like a light switch. You have to want it that bad. You know, if you want light, no matter how much magical law of attraction things like or like Mari said, if I want to get my roots then I have to actually go see you. Right. If I want the darkness to go into lightness, I got to flip on the switch. Right. You literally just have to make a choice to say, I'm fucking tired of living in this mind state. Mm -hmm. I want joy mm -hmm. and I want happiness and it's my birthright. And that is what I'm going to create at all costs, because sometimes you got to be in that. You have to self be loving bold. space of like because I'm not even gonna say selfish because some no, people not. are like oh yeah I don't ever say that word self love is selfish and I'm like well call me a selfish bitch right okay selfish seriously <laughs> no but um also like this brings me back this reminds me of the episode where somebody sent us an email and they said oh can you please talk some more about your divorce and I was like no I don't want to. Because you're not like, telling that story anymore. anymore. And I don't want that doesn't define me. That's something that happened to me. That's something that I had to live through. But I'm not going to continually talk about this for your entertainment because it doesn't bring me joy. Yeah, I don't live there anymore. I talked about it. I addressed it. It's in the archives of the podcast. Go back to see let what season one, like episode four or something we like that. We need to right? start giving you guys like trivia questions to see if you guys are really paying attention yeah. to the to the um to what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was like, that's that. This to me is a perfect example, like to keep on going. The second one is um, feel the thoughts that make you feel good and do a lot more of that. You right. know, I think a lot of people honestly do things nowadays out of obligation. They do things because well, that, that's what I got to do instead of like. I don't want to do that because it doesn't make me feel good. And I'm not going to do that because my mom, my husband, my kids think I need to be doing that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people look at that as like, oh, well, that's you being selfish. I had a friend one time that we're no longer friends because she said to me that uh, she cannot respect me. Like when I started my journey of growth and like rediscovery, um, she said she couldn't respect me anymore because she felt that the way that I prioritized myself over my son was like shameful. And I was like, well, I'm sorry that you're not in this place. Like you're the same lady that will cook four different dinners for all your four kids and one for you and your husband. No, I'm not doing that yeah. ever. Yeah. So I'm going wow. to prioritize myself and my emotional and physical well-being so that I can then pour into my son. Like clearly we're not in the same place. So like peace out let's part ways you know yeah so but what this pertains to number two right sometimes um it can feel as if though your thoughts are thinking 
are thinking for us, right? And taking over us. Mm-hmm. How many of the six, 60,000 thoughts you have each day are anxious, critical, defensive, or frustrated? Okay, right? you like, guys, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. At least. Okay, that's if, if you're going to learn anything. you have double. <laughs> I probably do because <laughs> I think so fast. But imagine out of the 60,000 thoughts you have per day, like marinate on that. How many of those are good thoughts and good feelings or how many how many of those thoughts are you projecting? Are you assuming? Yeah. Right. And you're creating these narratives and scenarios in your head that could all be a lie. Yeah, and I, I sabotage. This so is where much. I feel like mental disorder, uh, mental illness comes into place. Like we I, I swear, man, like, yes, I do know that some people are born with chemical imbalances. But I also do feel that a lot of mental illness is self-induced because you can create yourself. You can you can make yourself, yourself crazy. in a frenzy for sure. Easy. Hello. You were just doing that. I was. I know. Jeez. I know. So most of our everyday thoughts are driven from our unconscious mind. Do you guys even know what that is? Right. Your unconscious mind, which is far greater than the conscious mind. That's yeah, insane. The, the unconscious mind, you guys, is when is the, is that place where like we store shit mm-hmm. like the hurt, the trauma from sexual abuse, the domestic violence trauma. And we like store it in the back, like in the unconscious mind. But it's really the most powerful mind. Right. And that's really where you got to pull from to heal. Mm-hmm. Like the unconscious mind is more powerful than the conscious yeah. mind. We just think opposite because we're right here in the human having a human experience. But the unconscious mind is more like a spiritual thing. Like you got to be willing to tap into that if you want to heal, heal. And it absolutely. And it takes over because we think, oh, no, we're in control. This is the mind that I can control. Right. So it's the more powerful one because I am almighty and I can control myself when in reality, our unconscious mind is fucking us up like Mike Tyson in the background. And we're not even aware of it because we're not in tune enough with ourselves to know that. You know? Yeah, and it's not until the pain gets too damn hard that you start tapping in. You know, you have no not choice. Not everybody either. Well, some yeah, people some people live in that pain forever because it's just too humiliating, embarrassing, uncomfortable. It's going to hurt somebody else to open your mouth and spew it. Just yeah. fucking say it for your own self, like for your own self happiness, for your own like being spew it vomit yeah, it get it yeah. out hey what do they say speak your truth even if your voice trembles yep yep okay here goes another tip spring clean your belief system you know we're all powerful creators of our own reality but so many of us don't realize our own true potential um you know we'll believe in our sisters our moms our kids mm-hmm. we'll believe in all their potential but what happened to our own potential? So we're like rooting for the whole world except for ourselves, right? Right. So we are all equal. Not one of us is more special than another. And I, I'll never forget when I had a conversation when, with my favorite author, Don Miguel Ruiz, mm-hmm. when I met him, the author of The Four Agreements, that book, my favorite book Amazing. of all time. I remember when I met him, I was so overwhelmed with joy. I was, I was like, oh my God, like... You know, it wasn't even it wasn't even so a starstruck excited. moment. It was yeah. a it was a moment of gratitude. It was more excited than I've ever been to interview any celebrity. It was like, wow, this man's book changed my life. Mm-hmm. And if he only it was gratitude. Right. Uh-huh. And I was like, I am so honored to meet you. Like, oh, and like I, my eyes are watery. And he was like, I'm and he was such a calm man. He's like, I am honored to meet you, too. And in my head, I'm like, you don't even fucking know me. <laughs> like, 
And he, he was like, I said, he goes, because I am no greater than you and you are no greater than me. We are one and the same. So I honor you like you honor me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that sense of like, damn, he's right. Yeah. Because, but I, it's like we overdo things in our head thinking that we, someone's Idolize. better than us. You know, it, and it, that's why, honestly, I always say when you see a celebrity, treat him the same. What's up? Yeah. Like, but people go crazy. <laughs> um, I always get this because I try to respond to anybody, even with just a little heart, uh, like a tap on the DMs that I get. Right. And sometimes yeah. there's so many that that's all you can do is a little tap. And some people like freak out. Oh, my God. I can't believe he took the time to answer me. And I'm like, bitch, why wouldn't I? Like, yeah, I'm just what? a person. You're just a person. Like you took the time out of your day to say whatever kind thing you said to me. The least I can fucking do is acknowledge it. Un corazoncito never hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no one is more special than the other. The only difference is that there are some people who have learned to shine a beam on what they really want in life. And then they have the belief to make that happen. You know, like it's call it tunnel vision, call it whatever you want. Um, you know, when you believe it, you feel it right through your own very core. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, many people believe that they have to live with the cars that they've been dealt with, that life is tough. Or if you want something you got, you have to fight for it. Like people don't really believe like, you know what? I'm worthy of it. And it will come to me effortlessly and waking up every morning expecting blessings in your life. Not right. like a fucking car to come hit you from the back. There's people that wake up in the morning and they're like, fuck, what's going to happen today? Mm-hmm. Like just, I, you know, I hear people and this is casual talk that and but when you become aware of your words and you become aware of you. It's like you don't want to in the four agreements. Don Miguel Reese talks about that. You don't want to constantly talk black magic into your life right. because you know, it, people say all the time, oh, well, my with my luck. What? Right, I can't like you're that. you're pouring negativity into your life. Like with the, with my luck, I am going to freaking have, you know, my house that I desire with my luck. I am going to manifest that Jeep that I want. Like, yeah, with my luck, it's all coming, honey. My luck is amazing. My luck. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's when I say you got to be your own damn cheerleader. Words are so powerful, like so, so powerful. I, Robert has this habit and I think it's just what's trendy right now to say um oh i'm stupid like if i if he does something wrong or or i'm like buddy no it was actually like this oh i'm stupid it's just automatic oh my and i always God. tell him like don't say that stop saying that like no just like oh thanks mom like you know like quit downplaying yourself i know you think like it's just the thing to say but words are so powerful you're not stupid yeah quit saying no. that yeah please robert yeah Uh, number four get happy now this is so now because people are always waiting for the right fucking time so many times right you hear people say oh i'll be happy when i lose weight i'll be happy when i retire when i get a boyfriend when i get a place of my own instead of just being happy right now and i actually put um something on instagram today it's a picture of me from the early 2000s when i was like tipping the scale at the heaviest that i ever was um even though i've gained weight right now i'm like nowhere near nowhere near i was oh yeah so i was like you know throwback thursday sometimes you really have to remember where you've walked to really appreciate where you stand today yeah like i'm not gonna fucking not be happy and not celebrate myself just because i've put on some pounds no i'm gonna do what i need to do to drop the weight 
But I'm going to celebrate who I am now because I'm going to tell you what, that was a lot of fucking work. It was. You know, and I'm not who I was before, and not physically, not emotionally. So instead of saying like, oh, well, you know, once I could drop this weight, then I'll be happy again. No, I'm going to fucking live the happiest that I could be right now because tomorrow is not promised. Listen, and we know that we see that shit all around. I, I don't I don't think I think 2020 has been the year of like it's been it's just been a lot of death look at kobe and that chad boswick the black panther they were both my age yeah or very close to that's it. why i'm like don't fucking judge me man when you see me living my best motherfucking life whether it's in mexico whether it's at a pool party i mean i was just hung over this week on a tooth on a wednesday i know i was like good shout out to julissa that my, we had a pool we had a pool party Turned we were sending her away to atl up. I was like, I, I didn't even get that turn on my birthday. I know. But you, you also didn't eat. Yeah, I didn't eat. But you know, you know when you're having a good time. Well, yeah, that when, happened to me at Joe's two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, when you're having a good time, bitch, you don't post on Instagram. You don't you're just so in the moment that you just you don't even post. That's me. That's I what happens. I rarely post when I'm <laughs> out having fun. Okay, so right, happiness is an emotion, right? If you reach for thoughts that make you feel happy, you can be happy right now. When you focus your attention on feeling happy feelings right now the rest will fall into place and you find yourself attracting these new things into your life yeah it's it's crazy how that works man but it it works like when that's the energy you invoke to the universe they say when you have a goal just the 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 universe and god conspire to make it work for you but not if you don't believe in it right if you, if you don't believe in what you're doing like let's just say you want to start a business and, but you're out there like comparing yourself like, oh, my God, what are they doing? What are, like do you like in, implement your vision into your business and go full throttle? Mm -hmm. Like but you got to believe what the fuck you're doing. If you make flowers, believe that your flower arrangements are, are the, the sickest. If you do hair, you know what I mean? Like do you the best way you know how to do you? I like this one. This is a really good tip. Get into gratitude. Be grateful for what you have in your life now because I always like to look at gratitude as like you know because we believe in God we always talk about God mm -hmm. right like when God well, how does a how does a parent feel Susie when your child is grateful oh isn't it, it the best feelings yes you want to give them more so validated and you feel so accomplished and you feel so happy but as you want to give them more exactly and yes. I've always felt I've always felt personally since I'm a daughter of God right like if I'm grateful for what God's given me and I'm like, damn, God, like, thanks, man. Like I, I notice I'm in gratitude a lot. I get in gratitude so much that I forget to ask because I'm so in like, man, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I heard God tell me clearly one day. He's like, you need to start asking for shit because you thank me oh, a lot. God said that? He did. You need to start asking Straight for up. shit. He whispered in my <laughs> ear. He was like, you need to start asking for shit because you thank me too much. And I know you're I know you're thankful, but you need to ask grasshopper. <laughs> So, yeah, take a few moments every day to really savor what makes you happy and give thanks for it. Yep. Right. Because everyone's focused on what they don't have, what they need. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if that's like a human trait of like where we naturally default to like what I don't have that versus well, like, you know what I do to, have um, Adam and Eve. She bit that apple because she didn't have an apple or she wanted whatever that tree was offering her that she she felt she lacked hey you know what's crazy the other day i was talking to my boo we were talking out because i like his adam's apple right i was like oh my god i think your adam's apple is so sexy <laughs> and he's like i go why do they call it the adam's apple and he was like i don't know some shit that's supposed to be <laughs> 
supposedly when Adam was in the garden, he bit the apple and it got like stuck in his throat. He choked on it. Supposedly he goes, but yet there's nothing in the Bible that says that he yeah. goes. And I was like, what? Like, why don't you just Google it? Why Adam's do they apple? call an Adam's apple an Adam's I'm apple? A, I'm a woman. I've never, you know what? Really worried about I'm gonna that. get to the bottom of that. But I was dying. I was like, why did you just tell me that story? Then if it doesn't say it in the Bible, he's like, well, I thought it sounded good. <laughs> But, um, you know, it could be waking up in a warm bed, enjoying a piece of cake in a cafe while watching the world go by, walking with your dog in the fresh air, simply being healthy, land like be thankful for that. Yeah. Be thankful. Um, you know, when you create feelings of gratitude, you change the feeling in your heart. Just think what effect having a heart bursting with gratitude can have on your mind and your body. Like body, mind and soul connection, dude. Mm -hmm. It's not just your what you look like on the outside. It's mm -hmm. how how are you really feeling underneath? Because we know people can look good on the outside, but inside, man, they're, they're a hot a mess. motherfucking mess. Yeah. Um, creating a bliss board or also known as a vision board, right? By the way, we need to do a virtual vision board on the Amigas for My Soul. I mean, Amigas for My Soul on Sister Sister, the podcast. Um, the Life. Like, you want to do that one day? Yeah, we should. Well, why don't we do like a vision board wine party and we have bitches register and we can have women join us from all over from the United all States. Over. Okay, you guys. But how that's do we gonna... interact with them? Oh, we'll be together in Comments. one place, and then we, they can go live with us. That's the poll for this week, you guys. Okay, go take the poll. How many of you guys want La Susie and Roxy to host a virtual vision board party with wine on Sister Sister the podcast live yeah. IG? Yeah. Let us know. Oh, come on, that's a no brainer. No, we want you got to take the poll. Right. So if for those of you guys that don't know what a, a dream board is, a vision board, a bliss board, basically it's a large surface, right? A lot of times people use cardboards or poster boards um, and you fill it with pictures, caption and words that you want your life to reflect. But what I think a lot of times people do it just, but they don't believe it. Yeah. Okay. So the very first vision board I made was when I was just starting my my journey, right? Of like physical transformation. I reinvented myself, my career. I was going to be newly single, um, and I literally put everything on my vision board that I wanted. I I I was so specific. I even typed it out with my own hands and printed it and cut it because I felt it was more power in that, right? But my intention behind my vision board was so strong, and I believed it. I'm telling you, every single thing on my vision board has come to life. You even and put Mel in your vision bottom, board, remember? Yeah. The well, I don't know bottom, if it was necessarily Mel, but you put... No, like, I prayed for this. I, I put the specifics, you know? Um, the bottom of my... The right-hand bottom part of my vision board, that's the hot spot. That's the part that's constantly, constantly changing. I literally put a goal on it, and boom, within it months, it's come to fruition. And then I remove it, and I put another goal on there with intention you know what i mean yeah so intentionality is everything man everything just to say you did it but if you don't believe it it's it's pointless yeah it is right so i i'm excited to do a, a vision board yeah you guys so take the poll how many of you guys want us to host a vision board bliss board party with wine flowing because that's what's going to make it funner and we'll we'll be we'll be in the on the purple couch we'll we'll set it all up where we're yeah. in the same room together sis to make it easy right and we'll interact and maybe we'll have somebody here that's reading us our comments but yeah, yeah we'll make it fun and we'll put up um a list of the things that you need in order obviously we'll do this with anticipation yeah we'll put up a list of supplies that you need to buy for yourself and we could do this together um so it's um 
the whole point, right? You pin this up or you put this up in your home somewhere where you're reminded of it daily. So yeah. that way you can look at it and you can reflect on it and you can really see this becoming your life. I have mine right next to my bed on the side of my bed, yeah. right above my nightstand. So the first thing, the last thing I see before I go to bed is that. And the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning is that. Is that. You know, and I have mine set up a specific way, which I'll show you guys when we do our... Um, our vision virtual board party. vision board party but it's they're so effective and it's they're they can be really beautiful and you could even do these with your kids yeah like you I've know make it. make it make it a thing where you do it with your kids and you you take out all the old magazines and you cut out pictures and you make it like a fun activity and you teach your kids from a young age how to be a visionary mm-hmm. you want that baby okay well you can have it mm-hmm. my parents always made me believe that i could have whatever i wanted mm-hmm. i all never of all of us i never remember my parents limiting us or saying no you know my dad was more like all right you know that whole fence might fall on top of you but go go try it my dad never ever limited us I'm on the contrary my dad would tell us like you guys are born here in this country you guys are bilingual you guys have every single right and opportunity that this country allots you yeah go out and do it it doesn't yep. matter that you have a vagina and not a penis you can do it yeah yeah you my know? dad i'm so thankful because he was born in El salvador you would think he would come from that like machismo mentality but he's been in the states long enough to where it didn't really like affect him that much you know um and last but not least on on tips how to create joy is take a leap of faith take mm-hmm. a leap of faith you guys that like is bible yeah you know to move forward and allow new experiences new energy new people into your life you have to let go of whatever isn't working for you and that could be painful and super scary but what's more painful or more scary? Realizing that if you don't make these changes, you're going to wake up in 20 years and still be living the same sorry fucking life or yeah. telling the same sorry fucking story. Like you're going to be 40. You're going to be 60. You're going to be 80. You're going to be in your deathbed and you're going to look back at your life and just have a life of regrets. That to me is more scary. Yeah, you know, what's crazy. I I remember I used to date a tattoo artist back in the days and he was telling me one time that. Um, he got this gentleman that came in to get a tattoo. I think he was like the 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 Laker logo or something, you know, here in L.A. So he got like the he had he was a diehard Laker fan. He didn't get the tattoo at a young age because he because of what his parents were going to think. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he didn't get his tattoo mid age because of what his kids were going to think. Then oh he got diagnosed with cancer, terminal oh. cancer. And he did. You know, the tattoo artist happened to ask him like, now what made you get it you know because th- this man was opening his story his his he was sharing a story with the tattoo artist he goes because i have terminal cancer and i have six months to live so now fuck can you imagine everything that just gave me the entire chills and i was like when he told me that i was like he goes can you imagine he was like that to me was the lesson of the day is do what you want to do because you never know the cards that life is going to deliver to you and you stopped yourself because of what your parents are going to think and because of what your kids are going to think and then life served you with terminal cancer with six months to live. And now you're like balls to the wall. Like, does it have to take terminal cancer for you to say, you know what? Let me start living. I hope not. I hope, I hope not. not for you guys yeah. all listening. So take the leap of faith. You know, it does take confidence and self-belief. But this is where banishing the old beliefs and replacing your old negative thoughts with positive ones come in. You know, if practiced regularly, this will, without a doubt, create the self-worth and the self-reliance needed to make the leap of faith so you know to everybody that is in this place where they want to create joy 
I mean, as you noticed, you got to put in some work. Absolutely. I was gonna, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth because I, I, I wanted to specifically point that out. Joy is attainable to all of us, but you literally have to go out and get it. Yeah. You have to grab it by the horns and be like, okay, bitch, like joy is going to be my bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you remember your birthright is to be happy, joyous and free. Yeah. You know, so to everybody that's not feeling those emotions and it's not always going to be perfect. I know Susie and I, we speak as two healed women that have gone through a lot of shit and that have healed and that. But shit still And still struggle, you know, like look at this realization that I had the other day. Yeah. Like I'm having aha moments in my mid thirties. Like what? Like, but I do know that I want to build a solid foundation with somebody and I don't want to go into marriage in this la la land mentality right. that I've been in. And that's why all my relationships have failed. And I'm not afraid to say that shit. Right. I'm not ashamed of be. it because Learning. that's what the fuck I mean. I've, I've had so much luck in so many other things, but in my I've been in my own way when it comes to my love relationships, mm-hmm. because I've lived in fantasy land and, and I haven't been living and it doesn't mean that I don't think I can manifest what I desire because I know I will. But the truth is, is like that laying in a bed of roses every day. I, I don't know one woman that that's her reality. It's like I need to I need to just step away from that, you know, and and realize that it's not a bed of roses every day. Some days right. it's going to be, you know, a fucking broken bed. Right. That we got to go buy a new one. I mean, <laughs> there's so many things that can happen in life that if we think that by being just um, happy on the exterior, that's going to just make life perfect and our partner perfect. Um, what happens if you ha- you do have that life and then, God forbid, your child dies, right? Mm. And now you have to bury your child along with your husband. I mean, all that fun, romantic stuff you guys did, it doesn't really fucking matter because the worst possible case scenario just happened to you. How do you get over those humps? How do you go through something so painful and so tragic? We know somebody whose house burnt down, remember? Yeah. Um, how do you get over those trials that life will throw at you and still be solid? You know? Yeah. Like that's to me, that's the fairy tale. Yeah. Honestly. For reals. Like Vanessa Bryant, Pobrecita. There's not one day that doesn't go by that I don't send her good vibes. I know. Uh, but yeah. even them, their relationship ended up looking and feeling like it was like on the right path. But everybody knows their history and what they went through. They were able to build on it and stay together. And now look. Yeah. Like I mean, it's just life is never. And I can't wait until we talk about toxic positivity because life isn't always going to be perfect. But it it can be as beautiful as you decide that it's going to be for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So listen, we want to end this uh, show with that email that we got. This is my kind of shit. I'm, yeah. This to me is validation. I think we this, need to shout this girl out too. Because yeah. she wrote her name. I mean, lots of love. I think we need to shout her out at the I end. I love this because in, in a lot of ways, it reminds this reminds me of us. Yeah. Because I know your story. I know my story. I know what we've walked through together as a family. I know what we've walked through individually. And I see us here still thriving still yeah so we have plenty of excuses that we can use too if we want to but we choose not to yeah we choose to not go in that bullshit merry-go-round of excuses and false stories um and we choose just to rise above so when i got when we got this i was like girl and i think this one just came in like a few hours ago so let's read this um okay she put hello sisters i love your podcast 
Thank you for talking about everything. I am a new fan. I have sensuality issues. And your podcast is waking me up, cheering me on. I was so impacted by your episode with Spicy Mighty and everything thereafter. Since then, I've been learning and searching within for baggage to get rid of. It's been so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. I never knew women can be elegant and still freely happy with their sensuality and what they're capable of enjoying and giving sexually. I was raped at five years old, molested throughout my childhood, was abandoned by my mom at 11, dated a fucking pedophile at 14, bullied throughout my teens and many other traumas. I got stories for days. But somehow, God had mercy on me. I am blessed with a husband that stands by me and friends that keep it real with me and are still kind, just like y'all. I'm 31 with two kids under six and a stable job, so my traumas don't define me, but my sensuality is still damaged. Your podcast is helping me so much. Thank you again for what you do. Lots of love, Tati. Ooh, I Tati, just wanted girl. to celebrate her because I felt her sincerity. Me too. And I felt her traumas like i felt what she was writing but i still felt her joy or her willingness to look at life through not that damaged lens although she acknowledges it and she sees that there's something that she needs to work on she's not chained to it yeah you know it's not sinking oh her. my god i i love that man and i love to know that our podcast i love that we could really talk about it whatever the fuck we want to talk about yeah How? Way, over here i was thinking about that i was like i'm happy as much as it made people, I'm happy that we are making people uncomfortable with some of the topics that we bring to the table. I'm happy that we're bold enough to talk about it, to give our views on it, or even share our own experience on the matter, that we're not fucking fake with it, right? Yeah. That we are talking about things that make people uncomfortable, because if it makes you uncomfortable, look into it. That means you're growing. Like, I'm that happy that we're being the vessel that are opening these communication amongst women with themselves amongst women with family amongst women with their partners like yes yeah and you know we got an email the other day too i don't know if we could find it but there was this girl that wrote to us i don't know if it was an email or a dm but we, she was basically saying i think i actually texted it to you Susie. i texted it to you like yesterday but she was saying that basically her and her sister they met up she was a flight attendant and like oh yeah like you know also, when I when we see that we're helping sisters that haven't talked to each other for years because of stupid bullshit, right? Like stupid conversations or family disagreements or money, whatever the hell it could be, or maybe because I didn't like your husband. But we are getting messages from sisters that are now rekindling their relationships with one another because of it. listening to Sister Sister the podcast. And I'm just like... How fucking dope is that? Yeah. She actually, we read one of her emails earlier on in when we started podcasting. And so she was following up with us because she heard that we read it and she was following up with us to let us just a recap to let us know like, hey, so I made the effort to meet up with my sister and we're on a good track. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I sent this to you. Oh, my God. Um, Hold on a second. I did send it to you. Susie. I know you, you did, but I can't. I, I did. But you sent me so much. I don't know what I did with it. OK, don't get mad. OK, well, here's another. Here's a DM that we that we got after my marriage ended. After 20 years, I binged on your podcast this week. And let me tell you, I feel strong as fuck. 
Uh-huh. Thank you for being so real and raw. Maybe you guys can do more episodes on traumas we carry from childhood into adulthood. If we're aware of these things, maybe as an adult women, we can make better life choices. Thank you again for what you and your sister do for old ass little girls like myself <laughs> <laughs> that are on the path to healing. Have a blessed day. I love that, man. I love that. And then one more. Um, I hope your week has been amazing so far. I won't go on about everything I'm going through, which is a lot. But I will, however, let you know that through your words on your podcast, I'm learning how to know my worth and to shine when others try and dim my light. A million thank yous. I don't know you personally, but you have paved a very positive and enlightening road for me. Please never stop doing what you do. You serve an amazing purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thank you guys to people that always remind Susie and I that our podcast is not in vain. Right. We have so much fun doing it, just period, because we love talking and we love catching up. I know somebody said, um, please don't do two podcasts a week if you guys are going to run out of things to talk about. And I was like, uh, bitch, we will <laughs> never not have something to talk about. Matter of fact, <laughs> shout out to AD, um, who helps us produce our podcast. Yes. He was like, you ladies, you know, are you sure an hour and a half is, is not long enough? It's not too long. And we're like, um, we're, we get real good feedback on an hour and a half. I think three hours would be too long. Yeah, but and, should we and, take should we take a poll? Yeah, I think we need to take a poll on this. We when I I put a poll up um on sister sister asking if we sh- um should upload twice a week, and most people said yes. Ninety seven percent people said yes. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, or uh, is one take, episode? Let, let's enough. put this poll up. Okay, we have two polls this week, Only 3% people feel like one episode is enough. 97% of people would like to listen to two episodes. Okay. So this week, let's ask if an hour and a half is too long. Should we shorten it? We're not going to elongate it. Should we shorten it? Yeah. Okay, y'all. Take the poll. Sister, sister, the podcast on Instagram. Make sure you guys are following us. Follow La Susie on Instagram. Yep. L-A-S-U-S-I-E. And I just want to point out for people who maybe heard what we were talking about today and and feel like "Mm, this is so out of reach, right? Try something new, right? Step out of your comfort zone. For example, for me was this podcast. I have a radio background. Like I'm not a public figure. I'm a hairdresser. I'm successful, very successful in my own right, in my lane of being a hairdresser. Yeah. But being in front of a mic and getting used to that, I could have easily been paralyzed by the fear, by the doubt, by what if we're not, what if nobody's going to like us? What if there's too much criticism? I could have fucked myself up with my own self-sabotaging thoughts. um, And this would have never been a thing. Yeah. If I was not willing to branch out and step out of my comfort zone and go after what I felt was going to be something really dope, for us, like yeah. to do together and impact so many women with your yeah, story, it's taking a life on its own. But if you guys feel like, oh, well, those girls, they could talk about like um, finding joy because their life is perfect. Like they never struggle. Like, no, but we don't let allow ourselves to be paralyzed by that doubt or that fear. Like we go yeah. out, we go out and we go after the things that we feel will make us will bring joy to our life. Yeah. And, and, we're, and we're bringing joy to your life, bitches. <laughs> and listen, we're, we're still learning our own damn selves. Shit. Yeah. We're still having aha moments. Yeah. We still struggle with, with different things. And I'm thankful that we could bring our truth to this platform and say, listen, y- y'all like, you know, like I am that bitch that has been living in La La Land for the last fucking 30 years of my life. And I'm barely waking up to like, shit, 
maybe I got to start practicing opposite behavior if I want to be married and I really want to create a partnership with somebody. You see? You know? Opposite But you know what? I'll tell you one thing. I'm really thankful that I've at least paused on that because, man, I was reading something the other day that said, like, different keys of happiness in your life. I put it up on my blog and it was talking about how, like, tell me if you agree with this, Susie. I actually put it on my blog on Instagram, Sincerely Roxy. It says, most of your adult problems can be avoided if you... Work regularly, work out, get a second income source, mm-hmm. eat real food, find three real friends, live below your means, do what you love for work. But this last one, don't have kids with the wrong person. Yes, I actually resonated with that and I reposted it on mine. And I'm so glad you brought this up. Speaking of words and and um, how powerful they are. Do you know that I'm going to say 90% of the DMs and responses that I got to that were, oh, wow, great. I'm screwed. I'm fucked. Ya estoy jodida. Like, no, bitch. Acknowledge where your fault is. Acknowledge where you can work on it (laughs) and work on it. But don't condemn yourself and just be like, oh, well, damn, I'm fucked. Yeah, because, you know, the truth, the truth is, is, y'all, let's be nicer on ourselves. Is at one point that person you had kids with, they were good for you. At a certain moment. And then shit went to the left. But at one point, y'all were probably in love with each other. Unless it was a one night stand. Do you know who reminded me of that? Once upon a time, at the very beginning of my relationship with Mel. Because he was new, right? So I was trying to enroll him into my story and into my side. And have him see things from my view in regards to Robert's father. So I was one day and I was like bitching, bitching, bitching. And he heard me. And when I finished, he said... um you know what he said at the end of the day like that's your son's father and you know what else and i was like what you chose him he's that's what he said he said you chose him like you chose him to be your son's father straight up you don't get to fucking talk that much shit about him now that's on you and I was like straight oh. up accountability like my partner. My whole face got twisted, and I was like, "But let me, let me, let me guess what you told him. Whose side are you on? That's Mine exactly or his?" <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And then I, I got defensive, of course. But, I, but, but then I, I paused, and I was like, you know, first of all, the webbles to say that to me, right? And yeah. to still follow that up with, you know, I love you. Um, the way that he said it, his delivery, like I received it, but because it was the truth. And sometimes straight up man. slaps you in the face, but I will never forget that. And after that point, I always made it a point in my head to remember that. Did I always execute it? No. Sometimes I was a bitch, but I would try to tell myself like, okay, I chose him to be Robert's dad. Like, yeah. That's everybody listening to this. I mean, if you feel like you're screwed because the father of your kid, you know, you didn't choose it. Like at one point you were in love with that man. At yeah. one point, you were in love with that man. And to, to really wrap this up this time. I don't believe you. No, because you know how I was saying 2020 is like the demonic year. And I was like, I, no, stop saying that. No, no, no. But I'm going to I'm about no, to bring I it back. I rebuke that. I I'm about to bring it back. In the I'm name a, of Jesus. I'm about to bring it back. Okay. We don't talk enough about the upside of 2020. And I posted this the other day. And I love this. And so as bad as 2020 may have seemed and seems because we're still in the year 2020. We don't talk enough about the upside of 2020. Stillness, value of time, purpose, exposure, identity, vision, truth, patience, returning, love. Value the healing just as much as we value the hurt. Yeah. And I love that. Tun tun. Se acabó. 
<laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.